0: Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. We are so honored that you are here today. Thank you for listening as we talk about nonprofit student loan forgiveness. All right, let's dig right in today. You know, there are a variety of programs actually that can provide nonprofit student loan forgiveness for individuals working for a 501c3 or other nonprofit organization. By participating in these programs, eligible borrowers can have their student loans forgiven or significantly reduced at least after meeting specific requirements. However, the onus is always on the borrower to make sure they find, apply, and maintain eligibility for these programs. So, here's what you need to know about the different ways to get nonprofit student loan forgiveness, if you are working for a nonprofit, of course. <laughs> First of all, we take a look at Public Service Loan Forgiveness, or the PSLF program. So, the Public Service Loan Forgiveness, or PSLF program, is the primary loan forgiveness option for nonprofit employees. Established by the U.S. Department of Education, the PSLF program forgives the remaining balance on direct loans after 120 qualifying monthly payments under a qualifying repayment plan, while also working full-time for a qualifying employer. And here are the eligibility requirements if you're interested in PSLF. To be eligible, you got to meet four main criteria. Number one, you have to have direct student loans. Two, be on a qualifying income-driven repayment plan. Three, certify your employment. And four, do this for 120 consecutive payments. Let's dive in a little deeper into what all these different terms actually mean. So direct loans. These are only federal direct loans qualify for PSLF. If you have other federal loans, you can consolidate them into a direct consolidation loan to become eligible. And let's take a look at the repayment plan. You have to enroll in an income-driven repayment plan, or IDR, which bases your monthly payments on your income and family size. Full-time employment. You also have to work full-time for a qualifying employer. Full-time is defined as meeting your employer's definition of full-time, or at least 30 hours a week, whichever one is greater. And 120 qualifying payments. You have to make 120 qualifying monthly payments under your IDR plan while employed full-time by a qualifying employer. Payments must be made on time and in full. Now let's take a look at qualifying employers. Here are the eligible employers for PSLF. Government organizations at the federal, state, local, or even tribal level. Tax-exempt, not-for-profit organizations under Section 501c3 of the IRS, or Internal Revenue Code. Other types of nonprofit organizations that provide qualifying public services, which you can see a list of all those qualifying jobs for PSLF at thecollegeinvestor.com. Now, here's how to apply for PSLF. If you're interested in doing this and you have followed all the different qualifiers, all you have to do is complete the employment certification form, submit the ECF annually, or whenever you change employers to ensure you're on track for PSLF. You can use the PSLF help tool now to do this electronically And even ask your employer to e-sign that as well. Track your progress. Monitor your qualifying payments and employment status through your loan servicers portal. And then, apply for PSLF. After making 120 qualifying payments, submit the PSLF application to request forgiveness. Continue making payments until your application is, is approved. That's so important. I'm going to say it again. Continue making payments until your application is approved. Okay, now let's take a look at income-driven repayment plans a little bit deeper. Enrolling in an IDR is essential for PSLF eligibility, but all IDR plans also include student loan forgiveness on their own as well. There are four IDR plans available. One, income-based repayment, or IBR, which are monthly payments that are set at 10 to 15% of your discretionary income, Depending on when you first received your loans. Number two, income contingent repayment or ICR. Monthly payments are lesser than or are the lesser of 20% of your discretionary income, or the amount you would pay on a 12-year fixed repayment plan, adjusted for income, of course. Number three, pay as you earn, or pay, P-A-Y-E. Monthly payments are set at 10% of your discretionary income with a maximum of the 10-year standard repayment plan amount. And number four, the revised pay-as-you-earn or repay. Monthly payments are set at 10% of your discretionary income with no maximum payment cap. All of these IDR plans will forgive student loans after 20 or 25 years, depending on when your loan was originated. This can be a helpful backup plan if PSLF doesn't work out or you leave public service before reaching 120 payments. Let's take a look at some additional nonprofit loan forgiveness options for you. Aside from PSLF, there are some other forgiveness options, which one of them is the teacher loan forgiveness. Teachers working in low income schools or educational service agencies may qualify for up to $17,500 in loan forgiveness. Nice. And also the Nurse Corps loan repayment program. Registered nurses or nurse practitioners, even nurse faculty members, may receive loan repayment assistance in exchange for working in underserved communities. The National Health Service Corps, NHSC, Loan Repayment Program. This is health professionals in eligible disciplines that may receive loan repayment assistance in exchange for providing services in health professional shortage areas, HPSAs, you can see our full guide to student loans by state to see what options may be available in your area at collegeinvestor.com. Let's talk about maximizing your loan forgiveness potential before we wrap up for today. To make the most of nonprofit student loan forgiveness programs, follow these quick steps. First, stay informed, stay up to date with changes to student loan forgiveness programs and policies. This is especially important given the PSLF and IDR waivers that actually currently exist. And then, keep accurate records. Maintain thorough documentation of your employment, loan payments, and correspondence with loan servicers. Consider consolidation. If you have non-qualifying federal loans, go ahead and consolidate them into a direct consolidation loan to become eligible for PSLF. And then, this is important, seek professional guidance. Consult with a student loan expert or a financial advisor to ensure you're on the right path to maximize loan forgiveness. You can use a service like Student Loan Planner to help you navigate your options. And some final thoughts. Nonprofit student loan forgiveness programs like PSLF offer significant financial relief for those working in the nonprofit sector. So by understanding the eligibility requirements, enrolling in the right repayment plan, and diligently tracking your progress, you can successfully navigate the path to loan forgiveness and alleviate the burden of student debt. That is our show for today. If you want to take a look at the links that we talked about, like the student loan planner that I just talked about, and also our full guide to student loans by state, you can find all of it, tons and tons and tons of information on PSLF and more at this College Investor, let me try that again, thecollegeinvestor.com don't forget the the thecollegeinvestor.com just copy and paste the title of this podcast right into the search bar and you'll find the article you can also follow us all over social media wherever you are just type in the college investor and you'll find us we'd love to get to know you and help you along in your journey thanks again for stopping by today and we'll talk to you again real soon